who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. My name is Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at bufferingcast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This story is a fairy tale, but not the syrupy sweet kind. It has teeth and parts of it are scary. Suggested listening age is seven and up. And if you're a grown-up still protecting a child within, this show's for you too. Realm presents a Dagaz Media production of Fae and Fiends, an original story for audio by Fred Greenhalgh. Episode 8, The Court of Carlo. Far away from Thay, there's a different spell being cast. This one in the hospital room where Lizzie's grandma, Nora, lays unconscious. Aunt Debbie sits at Nora's bedside, where Cherie should be waiting instead if she hadn't been tricked into going to Fay, Aunt Debbie leans over and tries to get a new brainworm growing in Grandma Nora's head. Hi, Nora. Oh. Oh. Let me tell you a story. It's a scary one. It begins with your granddaughter, Lizzie. Oh. She follows that old goat you kept around over into the land of Fay. The goat does his best to show the kid around, and the kid, being from the line of Greenway, manages to survive being in Fay. She even gains a few magical parlor tricks, enough to build up her confidence to make her feel like she can fight my brother. She feels emboldened because she can hear the voice of her mom, Cherie. You know... Your one and only daughter? The one who Carlo almost killed that time? Are you wondering why she's not here with you? 
Why, it was nothing at all to get her to leave you. All I had to do was make her worry about sweet little Lizzie. Who can resist their mother's voice? It worked for Cherie, didn't it? She swore she would never come back here, but she came back for you. Then, setting the rest of this into motion was the easiest thing. Your granddaughter let me in, Nora. And then your little Greenway spells were no longer any good. Oh, there are so many ghosts in that house. They got in line trying to figure out how to help me. All it took was one little push. Gravity did the rest. Back in Faye, Kyle and Garrett try ferociously to stop Lizzie as she careens through the labyrinth. Lizzie, slow down! Lizzie! Mistress Lizzie! Garrett, what's going on? It's like she's possessed! She said she's hearing the voice of her mother. But what if it's what if it's not? What if it's the mother brain worms? Ah! Lizzie! weapons, but one of its most powerful is hopelessness. If it cannot twist your brain around to being on its side, it will take your mind, which knows it should fight the infected idea, and make it feel like it cannot. It makes it feel like fighting isn't worth it. It makes you forget about the things that make you strong, and focus only on the things that make you weak taking away your will to fight and your ability to move. And now it's cast its spell on Kyle and Garrett. I'm sorry, Mistress Lizzie. I wanted to save you, but I'm no good. I'm just a new, good weasel, good for nothing but double crosses and petty schemes and getting my friends hurt. I tried, Lizzie, but I told you... I'm no good. I'm tired. I'm old. Carlo is too powerful. You should have stayed away from here. We should have hidden. (gasps) There's no way we can beat it, Kyle. We should just stay here. Eventually the goblins will come and kill us, and that's that's what we deserve. Just like the no-good weasel that I am. Lizzie made friends with me and I couldn't keep up my end of the bargain. A good friend wouldn't... (laughs) What? What weasel? Look. Look. Look at... Oh. Oh, he's... Lizzie's magic wand. 
Do you remember? She almost died getting that wand. And now, because of us, she's really going to die. Made it out of the real heartstone and everything. Heart... heartstone. The heartstone flashes almost red for just a moment before fading again. But in his depths of despair, Kyle can almost feel something. I'm such an old useless goat. If I wasn't so tired, I could... Maybe I could connect with it. I... I could you use it. You can't ask me to do it. I'm just a lousy weasel. You're a weasel with an enchanted sword. What does that have to do with anything? Say we were brave enough to go for the stone. We're not. But, 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 but hypothetically, you could use your sword, touch the heart stone, and connect it with me. There might be a, a magic circuit. And... What would the magic do? Remind us how useless we are. Ha! Oh, you're right. You're right. It's too much of a bother. Better to let ourselves die. Better to die down here than to live in the world Carlos tried to create. That's right. I don't like him. Maybe I should. I should try. Oh, but it's so much work. Work? You complain about work. At least your work is worth a dingle. I'm just a no-good cutthroat. Well, I'd rather be a cutthroat than an impotent unicorn. At least you have all your parts. At least you had parts worth having in the first place. Oh, it's time to sleep. <laughs> Agreed. It's hard to sleep with that heartstone glowing, isn't it? The heartstone. The heartstone. Yes. Just my mind is so heavy, hard to lift it enough to to focus, focus on heartstone. She did call me her friend. That was nice. Even if I didn't deserve Heart. it. Stone. What was Lizzie said? With the queen. The, the queen. Something happened. Uh, something something about a, a, a worm? worm. I think a, a worm. A, a, a worm got in. Got in. In, in two. Her, her brain. Into her brain. The, the, the thing got into her, right? Even the, the, the queen of the fairies couldn't... What, what, couldn't. what, what about the queen of fairies? Oh, it's just the, the, the worm got into her. The The brain worm got into her. The queen. The worm got into the queen of fairy. Meaning... Even in, even the queen is susceptible. The the queen is, then it, it, is it so bad that that a, a weasel would and a goat and Lizzie our friend needs our help. Yes, we 
We should do something, shouldn't we? Reach for it, Garrett. Hold my stump. Hold my stump in one hand and... Oh, my stump. What a useless excuse for a unicorn. I am. No, no. And reach with your sword. Connect us. She, she trusted me. She did what I told her. Went into a wyvern cave and was almost eaten. Garrett, quickly. Focus! Okay, there's no point, but I may as well try. No! Kyle's persistence pays off as Garrett at length touches the heartstone with the tip of his enchanted fey blade, setting off a magical current that rocks through the sword, through Garrett and into Kyle, through the stump of his magical horn. The power of this magic is so powerful that for a brief moment, they can speak directly to the Fey Queen herself. You do have meaning, dear Kyle and Garrett. Your meaning is thus. Stop the Queen Worm before she aids Carlo in destroying everything we hold dear. Be braver than we fairies. <laughs> Wow, I feel delightful! The Hearthstone! It, it told me the truth! Same here! I am awesome! <laughs> and do you know why I'm awesome, Kyle? Why? I'm awesome because I am Lizzie's friend! Oh my god, that's it! My fortune is a friend! Yes, which means... We need to hurry! We need to save her! Oh, oh, right, right, true that! Let's move it, Kyle! <laughs> Kyle? Lizzie was wrong. It's not that I'm not scared, it's that I've learned that even if I am scared, I still can fight for what's right. Yes. I think I forgot that for a little while. And now, hopefully, it's not too late. One way to find out. Onward! Yeah! Now, the scene is Carlo's court, where the highest legion of goblin wizards and warriors await the arrival of the mother brainworm and Carlo's sacrifice. Lizzie. Ah, mother. Nice to see you. You look well fed. The mother brainworm slithers to the center of the room, where the goblins have left strange symbols in a spiral pattern. Carlo strides down from the Goblin King's throne and greets her. The brain worm is angry. What do you mean you're keeping her? We have a deal. You are nothing without me, worm. Remember that. You were stuck in the unimaginative brains of the lowest rung of goblins before I devised a plan to infect all of the Goblin Kingdom. Never forget, we have a deal! The brainworm barfs Lizzie up and out onto the floor. Good girl, good girl. Ah, you, my darling grandniece. So nice to finally meet you. Bittersweet, though. 
as it will be a short reunion. You Pardon me? I couldn't hear you. Wait, is that... is that you weeping? Like a little girl? Such a shame. I thought you were a strong Greenway, capable of fighting bad dark magic. But Lizzie wasn't crying. She was getting ready to clean the worm snot out of her nose. Ah, oh, oh, you, you, dirty, dirty, dirty little girl. Silence. The goblins all shut up and Carlo returns his glare to Lizzie. Finally, she gets a good look at him and she can't quite understand what she's looking at. On the one hand, she knows he's the age her grandfather would be if he was still alive. But he doesn't look any older than her mom. At least not at first. If you look at him ever so slightly sideways, the old man inside him peeks through. It's the old man part of him that makes him dress as he does in a night black cloak and a grand top hat the old man part that makes him lean on a dragon head cane, even though he seems too young to need one. The old man part of him looks like it could be nice, a nice old man you might meet at church. But the look in his face is not nice. Not at all. I would threaten you with a despicable end, you miserable little girl. Except I don't need to threaten. All I need to do is promise. And it will be a promise soon kept. You see the circle you lay on now? Where my dear mother Brainworm has deposited you? This circle will serve as our fairy ring this evening. A ring that will soon be carved out of your blood. Your blood, spilled from this horn. Carla swings up the dragon head cane and Lizzie realizes it's not a normal cane at all. It's the horn of a unicorn. Kyle's horn! What started must be finished, Lizzie. Your grandfather tried to interfere. Your mother chickened out. But unseemly events have a way of reaching their conclusion. Debts passed down across generations. And I have come at last to collect. Grand Vizier! Yes, Master Carlo. It's time to prepare the sacrifice. (laughs) As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. 
And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Wander with us into a world of magic. Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with and reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. We'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. Lizzie's friends rush to save her, leaping two, three steps at a time, hoping and praying they're not too late. Why did they build this castle so deep in the ground? Would you stop squeaking and run, Garrett? One foot in front of the other. One foot, one foot, and... Oh, I really need to learn a different song. Oh, here we are. The spiral staircase from the cursed labyrinth ends in a large hallway. Garrett puts their hand on the pummel of their enchanted sword. <laughs> All right, time to storm the throne room. What? Well, how? Well, there's the trail of the brainworm sludge. It leads us right to it. But the problem is not getting into the throne room. The problem is, is that it's full of goblins. Well, bully for us. Oh, well, every guard, every mage, every goblin in the entire castle is in there. Which means that we, as undesired interlopers, are unlikely to get very far. <laughs> Well, haven't you seen my magical sword yet? Yes, it's a most impressive magic blade. Will it really get us past several hundred goblin guards? Only one way to find out. <laughs> Even if we did, it's only going to help us so much, Garrett. What we really need to do is to get the Hearthstone wand back into Lizzie's hand. And why is that? The Hearthstone creates a magic truth mirror. The only thing that can truly hurt the brain worm. We need to get it to Lizzie somehow. Uh, we stand here dickering while Lizzie faces certain death from her evil... Psst. Over here. What? Uh, huh. What's that? Oh, it's a... Goblin, I'll show you! Yikes! I mean you no harm. Please, put your sword away. You can't stop us from saving Lady Lizzie. Not you, or a hundred goblin guards. Nay, not a thousand. Now, put up your pike. Let's dance the sword fighters dance. No, stop. I don't want to fight you. Don't... What? Kyle, I fear this goblin is trying to get me to let down my guard. <laughs> Uh, let me get a good look at you. Uh, Garrett, I, I'm not seeing a brain worm in this one. Then why are they trying to stop us and defend the treasonous warlock? I was hiding in the hallway, and I overheard what you were talking about. You're right. Every grown-up goblin in the place is in there. Don't stop me! I'll go in. I'll slice, dice, and stab my way through, and I'll grab Mistress Lizzie. No, please, don't. My dad is in there, and my friends. They didn't mean for it to go this far. All the same, they stand with Carlo, do they not? They are enemies to Faye and, more importantly, my friend Lizzie. 
No. Get out of my way. There's another way to do I've this. I've heard enough! Oh, shh! Garrett! The remains of the last war are what left the food for the brain worm to begin with. We don't need to start another one. No, 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 no. we're listening. I heard you saying that you needed to get something to the girl they took in there. I can do that. No way. How? They never pay attention to me. I'm invisible to them. The grown-ups never pay attention to what kids are doing. It's, it's how I've survived this long. I don't like it. Oh, well, uh, what don't you like? You're going to give the magic heartstone wand to a goblin? Please, I can help. I don't think we have a choice, Garrett. There's always a choice. I want to kill the brainworm more than anybody. Things have been wrong here in Goblinland my whole life. I know it can be different if, if we could just get rid of that thing. Please let me help. This jabberwocking has sure been fun, but if you'll please excuse me... Let's do it. What? Kyle! Give the kid a chance! And if it's a trap? Well, we'll be no more dead than if we stormed in with blades in the first place. Are you ready to do this? Yes. Thank you. I won't let you down. Oh, I highly doubt that. Lizzie's friends hope their plan will go fast enough, because even as they speak, Carlo has pinned Lizzie to the ground and asking the Grand Vizier, his second-in-command, to start the spell that will create a permanent gate from our world to the world of Fae. A spell which ends with stabbing Lizzie through the heart. Grand Vizier, start the ceremony. Yes, Master Carlo. Circles are the power that drive Fae. All things pass in circles. Time, lives, history. All things can be understood by understanding their position on the circle. Unless, of course, they're in three dimensions. Come on, come on! The, the circle is perfect, except at certain times where the circles of other worlds come close to Fey and nudge the turning of our worlds ever so. And at these turnings, gateways may be opened not just a crack, like what happens when creatures steal away through the fey trees. <laughs> but a passage through which great armies may ride. Oh. Oh. Or mighty dragons. Oh. It is a thing of legend that it is possible to open one of these great gateways forever to cut a hole between worlds and pass through freely. To do such a thing requires a warlock of incredible talent and a powerful sacrifice. The blood of a child and the horn of a unicorn. <laughs> at last, at last indeed, great master. Carlo walks to Lizzie, grinning the man who should be her doting granduncle, and now intends to murder her. Why? He stops. Why? The unicorn horn is imbued with the essential magic of the beast, especially in a younger unicorn where the rate of growth is strong, and the chemical nature of children's blood is known to... Oh! Oh! Why? You were wondering, why? Why am I doing this? Yeah. Why would your blood kin want to spill one of their own? Well, I suppose I could tell you it was because of the beatings. 
I was the youngest child. The runt of the litter, and mother hit me because my daddy hit her. Was that it? Or was it because of the jealousy? Oh, your smug line always walked about town so much better than us. With all your gifts from the Fae. While our family's farm had cursed ground and fallow fields. Perhaps that was it. <laughs> I suppose we'll never know. That's the problem with family secrets. No, 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 no! Carla raises the horn high above Lizzie's head, and she struggles to move, but she can't. She thinks, oh, if only there was some kind of calm in her head that would work. But her mind won't focus. It's racing too hard. Lizzie's eyes dart around looking for something, someone, anything to save her. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Lizzie! Huh? Here! <sighs> a small figure in a dark robe appears from the corner of her eye, thrusting something at her. Her wand! She raises it high, aiming it towards Carlo's face. Uh, uh, what? 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 Carlo pauses for a second. Just a second. But it's enough for Lizzie to find her inner quiet place. To calm herself and find her mother's voice. A calm voice. Her real mother. Then, she can channel the power of truth that works so well against the Fae Queen. A blue circle of light shoots out in front of Lizzie, pushing the light onto Carlo's face, making images flicker by showing him all that he is and all that he's done. This is what broke the Fae Queen, and this is what will break the spell the brainworm has cast on him. Or so Lizzie thinks. But instead, he smiles. <laughs> oh, darling, darling grandniece. You think the truth will hurt me, but I told you already, I know what I am. And I am proud of it. I was just born bad. He raises the horn again, and as she struggles to move, the doors to the grand chamber burst forth. Hey! That horn belongs to my friend Kyle, and he wants it back. <laughs> oh, you've got to be kidding me. As Garrett's words ring out in the chamber, Carlo's attention is broken for just a moment. A moment long enough to give Kyle the opening he needs. I don't think so! In a blink, Garrett is standing next to Kyle in the inner ring, brandishing their fairy sword. Uh -uh, no goblins in the circle, not unless you'd like to be skewered! The goblins hesitate only a moment before they descend on Garrett. Garrett dodges weeds, moving so fast they're nearly a blur. Garrett's not hurting the goblins. They're slicing their spears in half, cleaving their swords, leaving them disarmed even as they mob them. There are so many goblins and just one weasel. Any moment, Garrett will be overwhelmed. And then Lizzie looks to where Carlo is standing back up, his hands balled up into two burning fists, about to throw them at Kyle. No! Lizzie! No! Lizzie grabs the unicorn horn, Kyle's horn, and in one smooth movement, hurls it towards Carlo. She never was much at playing catch in school, but in this moment, the horn flies true. Oh! 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 That's not how it was supposed to work. Carlo spins around to stare at his grandniece, stunned. 
His glowing red burning fists fizzle, and he sinks to his knees, looking at his chest in puzzlement. Carlo's blood spills onto the symbols meticulously laid out on the floor. And as it does, the ring starts to glow. And it's at that moment Lizzie realizes she's been focusing on the wrong bad guy all along. This, this, this won't work. It can't work. You said I needed a child. Emotionally, you're a child, Carlo. You weren't well enough. We had a deal. I was to be emperor. I was to be a god. How <laughs> mortals think that? You promised me. You promised me! I only promised one thing! That you would be mine in the end. And then, so fast Lizzie can hardly register, the Queen Brain Worm dives down and swallows Carlo whole. The mother brainworm turns to look at Lizzie, speaking from its mouth ringed with teeth upon teeth upon teeth upon teeth. Mm. Thank you, Lizzie. You made this very easy for me. The ring of blood around them flashes fire. The center of the floor opens up, and a door is open to another world. Lizzie's world and the mother brainworm slithers through. Bay and Fiends was written, directed, and produced by Fred Greenhalgh. Executive producer, William Dufries. Associate producer, Casey Turner. Script consultant, Kat Howard. Sensitivity consultant, Elena Fernandez-Collins. You heard Marie Lane as Lizzie. Shannon Campbell as the storyteller. Dustin Tucker as Kyle the Goat. Ella Moak as Garrett the Weasel. Casey Turner as the mom, Cherie. Kim Dakin as Grandma Nora. Michael Dix Thomas as Grandpa Jack. Peter Burkrod as Uncle Carlo. Karen Lund as Aunt Debbie, Michael Dow as Medic 1, Christine Marshall as Medic 2, Garrett's mum and Faye Althea, Chloe Koloski as Young Cherie, Lisa Bechet Hartman as Gooltree, Cockatrice and Water Elemental, Colby Elliott as Wittishings the Troll and Cecil the Gnome, Dalton S. Kimball and Gary Hauger as The Wargs and Goblin Soldiers, Gregory Hauger as Young Carlo and Additional Goblins, Katie Gall as Wyvern Song, Maya Williams as Wind Elemental, Burke Brimmer as Dr. Bronson, Carrie Ann Loomis as Nurse Carly, Mariah Bergeron as the Fae Queen, Jessica Rainfull as Fae Cassandra, Chantal King as Fae Lieutenant, William Dufries as Giant, Goblin Supplicant, and Goblin Elder, Dylan Chestnut as Goblin Kid, Rachel Flanger as the Brainworm, James Herrera as Goblin Wizard, Tony Riley as Goblin Warrior, Ozma Caston as Glendora, and additional voices by the cast. 
recorded by Fred Greenhalge on location at the Dear Old Farm in Berwick, Maine, and at Mind's Eye Productions in South Portland, Maine, both of which are traditional territory of the Wabanaki Confederacy. Assistant Director, Casey Turner. Production Assistant, Jessica Rainville. Dialogue Editing by Grace Waldron. Sound Design by Rory O'Shea. Additional Sound Effects by Mind's Eye Productions. Main Theme, World Tree Theme, and Carlos Theme by Peter Van Riet. Original Score by Frank Schulmeyer. Original Cover Art by Bethany Greenhalge. Episode Art by Simon Adams. See this amazing art, learn more about the world of the Fayian Fiends, and see behind the scenes of the recording process at our website, fayfiends.com. That's fay, F-A-E, fiends, F-I-E-N-D-S, dot com, fayfiends.com. Special thanks to the cast and family, and to Neanna Greenhalge, who listened to countless early versions of this work and made it better by constantly asking questions. A Fayian Fiends, the Dagaz Media production, dagazmedia.com. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.